Hey guys, I'm Danny. And I'm EJ. And this is the Your Living Proof Podcast. Where we talk about addiction and how it affects the family. From the brutal to the beautiful and everything in between. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Your Living Proof Podcast. God bless America, you guys. I'm yes. so happy to be here. Hey, check this out. I think you did that one last week. No, I didn't. They have this... <laughs> Where we record our podcast, they have this really cool, like, soundboard with all these different sound effects. Yeah. And for someone with me that, like, has ADD a little bit, it's, it's good. It's so exciting. Keeps I'm looking at them really, going, really busy. let's play with all of those. What is that? <laughs> we, we're probably going to need to use that one a couple times this episode. Oh, my gosh. You guys, 66. Okay, we're now legit. And... uh Today's topic's amazing, but I do want to share before we get started, we had a little life experience. You may or may not care about us and our life, but I do think it makes it a little bit more relatable that you're talking to a human being. Yes. My wife was out of the country for like over a week. Amazing. It was like, it'd be like a once in a lifetime type of trip, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's like one or two people out there that do this all the time, but the rest of the real world, she got to go to... Uh, I went to Italy and I went with actually... One of the coolest people that I know, which is my mother-in-law. Um, and yes, I said that, and I totally mean it. I love my mother-in-law. I would choose to spend time with her any day. Like, she's amazing. And I went with all my sisters-in-law, too. So it was a blast. Yeah. But it was also, like, an anxiety-inducing, like, to the max for, well, for me to leave my family. She doesn't like to leave. In all the years we've been married, she doesn't leave ever, almost to a fault. Right. It's so, true. This was a big deal, and I... I'm not going to make it about me because I tend to make some things about me, but being a single parent for like a significant amount of time was crazy. Dude, I left <laughs> Danny at home with not only my three children that are rowdy, but I left him with a puppy. Yeah, a brand new puppy. A puppy and 12 chicks, like baby chickens. Like, well, they're like teenagers, so they're not babies, but they're not adults. So they had to be like in the barn, like being checked on all the time. And then our regular flock of Buster Cluck chickens, which was also 12 deep. So I'm going, this was not you forgot like- the cat. Oh, and Rocco, um, who is self-sustaining, bless him. <laughs> but, but still, like it was a big deal. And he did it better than honestly anybody, <laughs> anybody else could have. Like he- dominated it and every everyone and every animal was fine but it's amazing how many times in life i'm like wow what i learned from all things right of anything <laughs> of all the things in the world that was a drug addiction that taught me so many valuable lessons right well not the addiction but recovering from a drug addiction yes which is how to do very difficult things uh, amen and 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 to like do them in a way that um you're you're very self aware. Like you knew what you were up yeah, against. You were you know you were communicating uh, note, well with that. On that note, let's be self aware. I did really good. Yeah, you did. But I couldn't have done it for one or two more days. <laughs> I was on the brink of like locking my kids in the trailer outside of the house because all of my patience and bandwidth were gone. So he did, you know, have a moment where he locked himself in the bathroom and asked everybody to leave him alone. Yeah, or, and I um, blasted some good old praise worship music so loud and just kind of tuned them out. Yeah. And you know what? Every good parent has to have those moments. That's how you know you're parenting well is when you need to take a little mm. break from it. That's all I know. So you are very needed. Yeah. And beautiful. Well, and 
um, it's nice to have a partner. That's all I know is like it no is, one was know, meant to do this thing alone. Can I say something inappropriate? Because it wouldn't be an episode if I didn't. I told my wife, I was like, listen, I don't even care. I don't even care. I don't care if you cheated on me. He did. I'm, he said that. I'm not leaving. I, go ahead. I've realized <laughs> I can't do this alone. Now, do I think she ever would? No, but I'm just like, listen, I don't even care. I can't think yeah, of Yeah, he's like, I, it doesn't even matter if you did. I would still stay with you. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> like, calm down. Because not only is it with the kids and all the responsibilities, I eat so well. Okay, yeah. We're going his, off on a tangent. Sorry, but it is true. I left the fridge super stocked, okay, with, like, things to make a simple meal. No, but I still had to make it. Okay, and he literally, I came back and all of it was still there. And I was literally like, what happened? Like, what did y'all eat the whole time I was gone? Pancakes every night? No, I don't we know. Ate out. And so when mom came home, the kids were like, oh. Salad again, vegetables, all the things. It's true. Well-rounded meals. So we're all the same. <laughs> we're all crazy. We're all figuring this thing out. But we are. It was a cool experience to just realize, like, relationships are so much work, but. So much work, but so worth it. Worth everything. Everyone thrives better when we work together. <laughs> so today's topic, we're going to kick it off, is um, something that was inspired by the weekly support groups we have. So within the Living Proof program, they we have these support groups. They're amazing, right? They are. The support groups are split out into two. There's two different groups. There's a group for parents, and then there's a group for spouses. The process is the same for everybody, but they do face different challenges, right? Sure. Like one obvious challenge is if you're in the group, if you're in the community for parents, you, you can't divorce your your your, your child. child like you would your spouse, right? Yeah. Like, there's just so many different complications that are unique for those two different like totally. groups. Which is what makes them so powerful and dynamic is because what separating them creates this bond yeah. right like because they are all facing these these issues together um but all over the country right like yeah. well and they it's there's this beautiful bond because it is these traumatic events that bring these people together and something that was really powerful it was shared in both groups it was by a mother and then by a spouse is how even in their circles of influence right like whether it's their church groups yeah they're even their own family Right? Sure. Like their sure. own sisters and their own parents, th th their neighbors. They don't feel as safe. They don't feel as understood. They don't feel as seen. Right. With those groups, which is unfortunate because we should, as they do in this group. Why? What brings them together? The chaos. The chaos. What they've been through, the trauma they've experienced. Yeah. And oh, the bond yeah. is amazing. What's really cool is to see when someone new comes in, how immediately comfortable they feel and how yes. welcome they feel because here they are for the first time probably ever being totally vulnerable about whether it's their spouse or their child who just experienced an overdose or the police just came to their house or even last week a mother shared how her and her husband this is did the unthinkable thing their son had threatened suicide and they actually went and bought marijuana for him to calm him down now if you knew the type of people these people were Never. Right. In their life. Would they think that they were doing that? Nor would they have. It's like you having a cat. So when they shared this, it's it's really powerful to share it. And all these other people are like, oh, I've sent I've done some unthinkable things too. Like I've I think been, that's what's so so cool. Is so like cool. It, it, I and I can relate to that because like 
when it when you're even within your family and your tight knit family, there are things like you don't want to bring up for fear of like judgment, right? Yeah. Like maybe they're going to be like, what? I've never, we've never had that happen in our marriage. Or like, I've never had my kid say something like that to me or do something like that. And so you want to be accepted by your family so badly that you withhold. And in this group, there's none of that. These no. groups are that, that they're so amazing. So within the groups, this, there's a, the commonality <clears throat> and a topic arose. And that is that addiction is an equal opportunity destroyer. And in my words, because I keep things simple. Yeah, those I have are a my much, words. I have a, I know they were yours. I have a much simpler vocabulary than my wife. Um, addiction sucks. Yeah, it, it it really does. And I think no one, until they get themselves some support and in some sort of community or with a professional, realizes that it's the same for everyone. Right. Right. That, the suck that you are experiencing, the terror that you are experiencing is so isolating, making you feel like you're the only one that could possibly go be going through this. And so oh, yeah. I just want to share some some I just want us to go through some examples of why. And we're not just gonna end it on why addiction yeah. is so terrible. We're gonna talk about some solutions. As yeah. Well. well, I and I there's a reason why Danny says what he says multiple times a day, and he does. He says this That I love you. Uh, yeah, that was it. Um, no, um, and you do, but he says addiction doesn't play by any set of rules. And he says that all the time. And that might, that might seem like completely insignificant to you. Like you might be like, oh yeah, whatever. But I want to, I want to kind of dive into that and, and explain why, if you're listening to this, uh, why that, that should help you actually make some progress. Um, because it doesn't, addiction does not play by the rules. Like yeah, it, it, it truly doesn't. And and that matters. It matters to understand that. And w- what Danny said before is that is true. And there are no rules of engagement with addiction. In any other warfare, there generally is. Like But, but everyone tries for, for so long they try. Right. And so you're you're trying to like wrap your mind around like the fact that like it should work this way or because of this it should be this way. But it's not like that. Like, addiction has no rules of engagement. It is an equal opportunity destroyer. It is. Addiction doesn't care if you believe in God. It doesn't It doesn't care if you go to church. It doesn't care if you raise your kids to be God-fearing. It doesn't care if you are poor. It doesn't care if you're, you're wealthy. It doesn't care if you have a degree or many degrees. Like, it doesn't care. It affects people. Now, it, could it start in a different way because of circumstances? Sure. But the end game is the same, and it puts families in the exact same scenario across the board. Wealthy, poor, God-fearing, not. Everybody experiences the same exact madness and banging their head against the wall, wanting to understand, like, why all their efforts, like, aren't working in a certain way. Um, And if you think about it, like, literally, if you were to, like, zoom out and look at, like, communities all over the world, any segment of society anywhere, there isn't one that isn't affected by addiction. Yeah, I went I, last night I actually made a post on Instagram. I didn't mean to cut you off, oh, but I'm just going to share something. It is the biggest problem in our society. Now, there's multiple problems. There, yeah. We all know there's so many issues, right? You could get into political. You could get into the 
um, inflation, economy, sure. I mean, so many wars. Yep. If you go to any government websites, just know that they're two years behind in their data. But if you go and look, right, <clears throat> there's a Health and Human Services, a Center for Disease Control. If you go look, the last numbers they have compiled are for 2021, and there were fo- 46 million known people who qualified, right, as it as having a substance abuse disorder. Yeah. Half, about half that that by the way was I can't remember exactly so I might be a little bit off but that was like 23%. That's all a lot. I don't know any other thing that affects that many that large right? of a percentage. Now, here's the here's the part that blows the lid off this thing. Those are known people. It's been documented either in some sort of hospital records, right. uh criminal records, Something has triggered it to be documented and known. I don't know. Maybe they filled it out in a questionnaire, which we know doesn't happen. But most addictions live where? In the dark, in yeah, the secrecy. secrets. So no one knows. So of the known ones, it's that big, right? Yes. And it's crazy because half of those would be alcohol, half of those would be drugs. Well, the part that was staggering is 94% of those known people never has gotten help. Right. So I don't mean to go off offline, but it it doesn't play by the rules. And I will say, like, there's a myriad of problems. There's addictions just fuel like the homeless crisis we have. Sure, they fuel the incarceration, the these prisons and jails being overrun. They it fuels all of that. Yeah, and there's lots of different challenges. And I do know I get a lot of pushback with our program, by the way, of people saying. Well, not everybody has a family. Not yeah, I was going to say that. I'm so glad you brought that up. We've had a lot of that lately as we've started like promoting some of our our messages. Yeah, it's and- like, well, this message sucks because what if like addicts cut? Everyone knows addicts uh, lose relationships with their families, or they don't have families. Or they don't or have a family, or their family. What if the- they don't have a family, or their family abandoned them? And or blah, blah, their blah. family's the root of the problem. Right, right. I Which am- are valid. And there is a lot, but there are still millions of people who have. A family desperately trying who has exhausted themselves, exhausted their resources, finances, emotions, health. They've jeopardized their own health to try and help. Right. And so to your point, they, yeah. why? Why is that? It's because addiction does not play by the rules. It does not play by the rules. Even if your loved one had like stage four colon cancer, how tragic and heartbreaking and difficult. And gosh, there's millions of people who go through that painful thing and lose a loved one or mm-hmm. go through a painful process to try to help their loved one. It's gut-wrenching. Like it is, it, it, it's heartbreaking. But there's some sort of like formality to it. Even if the formality is mourning or right. we have a rigorous procedure, a, a chemo procedure to help them. Right. The there whole, is a process. There's a process. And then there's financial ruin and there's all these things that come into play. But it does not divide people. People aren't arguing about whether they should or shouldn't help. Right. People aren't arguing on whether they have a problem or they don't. Yeah. And the sick person isn't going to fight people. So I don't mean to go off, but it does not play by the rules. And my goodness, there are so many educated, incredibly talented, capable families who try to approach it like they would other terrible things in life. And it doesn't work the same way. Well, and again, that's why that's why I say it's an equal opportunity destroyer because families that have had success at tackling really difficult things, yeah. really, really difficult things like divorce in their families or, 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 you know, just even trauma, like 
child abuse or neglect or, or sexual abuse or things like that, that even has more of a process to it. For some reason, drug addiction, alcohol, things like this, it's just a it just wrecks people. It, does. it it just tears through families, chews them up, spits them out in five different directions, and it it's it, that people are left wondering like how did this happen? Why did this happen? We're we're we are the we are the Joneses. We do this like so. Um, and I, I I'm actually really glad that you brought up like the fact that. Part of that is that families end up doing things that compromise who they have been, right? Like yep. they start to lose their identity as a family because they're going, well, gosh, now we're supporting this. If we didn't think we would do that, you know, like. Yep. Which now. segues into I want to chime in because you talked about like why it's unfair. It doesn't play yeah. by the rules. But it's also like the only fatal illness where like I mentioned just recently, where the family often argues or disagrees or fails to do something about. Right. It's the only illness where the sick person is going to fight you tooth and nail to stay sick. Yep. That is mind-boggling. And for those of you who have, are in this situation or have been there, I think it's really difficult because these situations aren't known. So when you go through it, it's isolating in itself, right? If you love someone, if it's your child or your spouse, their addiction over time isolates them. You've seen that. Yeah. Right? Like they're like... Smeagol up in the mountains, like in Lord of the Rings, it's isolated them to this decrepit place, but it also isolates you because their secret becomes your secret and only certain people in your circles of influence know. Right. And so people are going through these difficult things all on their own. Yeah. Again, if we compared it to other life. Yeah. No, nobody's going through their, their spouse having cancer alone. No, they're they're not. not embarrassed to tell their their book club about the fact that their husband just got a cancer diagnosis. They're not embarrassed about that. No, they're or not maybe worried a, if someone's going to judge them. Correct. Or maybe it's a physical disability and they're learning how to walk or to see again. You know, those are all extremely unbearable situations, but we still approach them with some sort of logic. Right. Nothing causes contention between a husband and wife more than addiction nothing causes no. like i shared this husband and wife to go do some unthinkable thing which was buying marijuana for their child right i in the group currently for for the parents there are several where the mothers and the fathers but they've kind of gotten to a point okay whether their son's a 37 year old raging alcoholic in their basement or it's a daughter who's abusing prescription medication they get to this like really, really dark place where they come to terms with what's going on. And most of them would rather their child die in their basement. Oh, yeah. Then possibly die out on the streets cold and alone. That is a, a, a thing no human being should have to. Should ever. And feel. how are they put into these p positions? Because the addiction causes so much fear, doubt. You're constantly reacting to it. It's just pure insanity. Yes. Okay, because if they were down there dying from anything else, that wouldn't be the case. You would fight. Yeah. You would fight to get them better. Yeah. So I just, for those of you who have been put in those situations because of your loved one's addiction where you've done things that you would have never fathomed doing, and it only this situation put you into a place where you did those things, don't beat yourself up. Everybody does. Oh, amen. It was a process that got you over there, that got you to that point. Nothing happened overnight. Yeah, no. Um, 
Another another rule that addiction doesn't play by, like, or completely breaks, is this, I, and I can see it really clear from my perspective. So I I just want to share it because, um, it's that addiction only would happen to someone who was bad. <laughs> now that sounds completely silly, but let me just or made bad choices or did r- something wrong, right? Yeah. Like, but let, or just like from a bad family or something like that, right? Like, and I'm like, it's so interesting to me because. I, I I personally have never had anyone come to me like once they find out, oh, oh, what do you do? You know, what do you what what do you and your husband do? And I tell them and then 99 percent of the time they'll just use that opportunity to share with me. Oh, yeah, my so and so uh, my brother has um, struggled with addiction and gosh, he used to be my best friend Um he was an all-star, you know, athlete, this, that, the other, all these things. And he's just such a good person. And, and I'm like, yeah, no, like, hello. Yeah, of course he is. The same thing is where we have a discovery process where people can schedule a call to learn more about the program and go through it. And it's the same thing at the beginning of the call, when we're kind of explaining the situation, they always make sure to emphasize that. Yes. I, I, I know this sounds bad, but they used to be like the most amazing person. They used to, it is always the person who was so charming, who was the person who lit up the room when they walked into yes. it. Yes. That everyone so wanted active, to be around. So all the All my grandkids love being around them the most, or all the nieces yep. and nephews yep. thought they were the most amazing. That's who the person always is. Yes. And so I always like, I, I always want to share this quote with them that I love because it I believe, I believe this with all of my heart. And it is not just because I am married to someone that this completely applies to, but it's consider how precious a soul must be when both God and the devil are after it. And I really think if you love someone who is addicted to anything, no, that is the true. If you were to expose it down to the roots, that's the roots God and the devil are both after that person. And unfortunately, you are the one that's going to have to fight for them for a period of time. They can't. They are in complete control. The devil is complete control of them. They lost their agency. They lost their brass knuckles. They cannot fight this fight for a time. They will have to. They will have to eventually. But for a time, it's going to be you. Yeah. And it. And there, it's got to feel good to you as a, as a person like out there listening to this to know we know they're a great person. That, that in in my mind, there is no argument that anybody that that has lost control of their life because of an addiction that they are probably one of the most valiant souls on this earth, and yeah. that is exactly why the devil has chased them down. Well, and it's also the exact reason why keeps people good people families parents spouses watching this person stuck because they knew who they once were yep and how in the world are they choosing this right when are they going to wake up when the consequences pile up high enough and take the will of their life again so that is one of the parts that's so challenging well and also if you don't mind i it's also part one of the ways that actually believing in in uh god or jesus or being a devout Christian actually cripples you in this arena a little bit because you actually believe that 
your faith and your prayers should be sufficient enough to save them, right? All the people I've worked with over the years, the ones that have the hardest time at the beginning are those that are God-fearing people of faith. Because what we, we do know and believe in is the power of the healing power of of God and the miracles that can happen because of our faith and obedience. But again, back to the very first thing we said with addiction, it doesn't Doesn't play play by by the the rules rules. and it doesn't follow these same paths. And it is the one thing that can remove a person's agency. It's just, it's just crazy. So we could go on and on. And I, I just, one other friendly reminder, professional tip here. And I guess this applies to dads more than anybody, but it applies to moms too and spouses. Stop. Stop trying to reason with, ration with, talk sense to anyone in active addiction. Oh, yes. Just stop and know that if you do it, it's for you only. Every week I get to hear from different parents and spouses who something crazy happened with their loved one. They've sat them down. They've tried to have this reasonable conversation. Dads often do it, right? Where they're just like, they're using all the words and things that they're saying are true. And they're using it and they're formulating it. Even these successful like businessmen presenting it in a way that's undeniable to their loved one. Right. Look what's happening. This is what's happening. You've got to stop doing this. This isn't going to work. You're talking to someone that is sick. And even if, right, like even mom, even if mom comes and she's been praying and she's just like spiritually in tune and she has a moment where she gets through to her child. Yes, which they do. They do. And you you know they felt it. Yep. They may even which is shed, the worst. shed tears. Mm-hmm. Even when you get through, it is a fleeting moment. Is that the right word? Yes. Fleeting moment. It will It will be gone in a matter of minutes. If you're lucky, they might feel it for a few hours. But the very nature of chemical dependency, I don't care if it's pornography, alcohol, illicit drugs, prescription drugs, the very second that poison enters your body, whatever you did feel of inspiration, gone, or whatever your dad said that may have been true and you're like, yep, yep, boom, it is gone. Not only is it gone, but it buries you with more shame and guilt. Yep. And simultaneously makes you feel free and amazing. Right. So everyone out there, especially dads, but the wives, everybody, however many times you've cried on your knees, begged, pleaded with, tried to talk and think that somehow your mouth combined with the power of God would get through to them and change them, I beg you to stop. It's exhausting. And it will actually end up getting you to the point where you question and wonder, like, is this person, like, in actually insane oh yeah you you'll well you'll feel that they are crazy but you will also feel that you are crazy so i have more to say on that but do you have anything else you want to add yeah i just i i mean in my mind i'm like okay so how do you get off the crazy train right it's the like question. how do you exit this party bus from hell okay and the answer is probably not what you want to hear but it is the truth and it is Get support for yourself. For you. You need, you will require professional help for this. This is not something you can strong arm. 
you will have to have professional help. Hey, Why? Because addiction doesn't play by the rules. And in our last episode, we addressed the biggest pushback right here. Right? Yeah. What, it's not fair. The elephant in the room? It's not fair. People are sitting there going, what? Actually, that was two episodes ago. I had to yeah. do what? I have to get in a program for who? What? Yeah. Me? Yep. I'm not. It's not fair. We know. They're the ones with the problem. Yep. It's not fair, but here you are. And if yep. you want a different outcome. Living Proof was built to do this, to ensure that you give your your loved one their best chance. And their best chance is by you what? Getting, getting to the healthiest support. version of yourself. Yes. You cannot get sick enough to help them get better. No. They are already sick. So if, you, if you could, you already did. You already tried that. But you getting yourself healthy not only gives them the best chance, but regardless if they choose it or if they don't, or they possibly die from this illness, which happens to most, you got yourself the help you needed to transcend out of that. Right, right. There's no lose. It's a win. It's either a win or a win-win. Yes. But that is the truth. Yes. And I mean, just so you guys know, this is truly why, like, Danny for a time was like the inspirational guy who would you know, share his story and inspire people to believe that they could recover and offer hope to others. And that was an amazing time. And, and, and it was, it was time well spent. However, there is a reason why he pivoted from that. And it is because he was so tired of having people lining up after he would speak somewhere saying, how did you do this? How were you able to do this? How did your family help you become who you are today? Like, I need my son, daughter, husband, brother, whatever, to, to get to where you are. So he literally decided to become that resource for those asking that question. Okay. And so we end every podcast kind of the same way, and I'm we're not to the very end yet, but I do want to say that there is a serenity prayer that addicts learn um, when they start their recovery journey, but there is a, a serenity prayer for families, and it it couldn't be more spot on for you if you are listening to this, and it is, God grant me the serenity to accept that I cannot change other people. The courage to change who I can and the wisdom to know that that person is me. So if you are listening to this and you are wishing, oh my gosh, I wish my so-and-so could end up like having this beautiful family someday and becoming the person that I know I used to know, know that that journey will start with you. You can only change you. I don't know what else to add because that was perfect. And it's what we've done. We've spent many years trying to compile as a program to help the family get healthier. And by doing so, they give their loved one the greatest chance. So the program includes a lot. We've created the courses that have all these instructional videos, exercises, and we've created this incredibly powerful community where people get to learn together and realize others are going through the same challenges hear from others who have actually done these brave, courageous things that were difficult to do and they couldn't do on their own before. The bottom line is your loved one's going to need to get help and they're going to need layers and layers of support if they ever choose that. 
you also need the support and help. So step out of the darkness, quit trying to make sense of a situation that doesn't play by the rules, and get your help, you get yourself the help and support you need. And I just want to cut in really quick to say this because you know, you kind of say, Oh, there's some instructional videos. Let me just clarify that those videos were created based off of years of Danny working one on one with families and basically duplicating that process. So he it's when you watch the videos, it's literally like having sessions with Danny as he's he's walking you hand in hand through every single step of your recovery from this madness, as well as your loved ones. So it is just it's absolutely it is transformative is like the best word for it. And here you are. You never thought you'd be in this situation. You're desperately trying to help that loved one. Get your help. Get yourself the support you need and everything will change. Yes. You guys, thanks for joining us again. We hope more than anything that this helps those people out there who are in need. If you hear it and you need to share it with that specific person that you know, whether it's your sister, your cousin, your neighbor, share it with them so that they find out that there are some resources for them. Amen. Have a good week, you guys. 